Yeah, I mean, look, here's my, this is my metric. The amount of prosthetics on the face of the dwarf are inversely proportional to the amount that you want to fuck them. All right, so you're saying you being aware of the, the, the special effects yes. is happening your own yes. lust for each of these dwarves. I think they made the, the fuckable ones. They were like, we're going to just, they're just humans that are shorter. They're not. <laughs> and then you get to, yeah. and then you get to like oin right and he's got all kinds of shit like he's got like all kinds of facial prosthetics yeah he's got like a metal horn up to his ear all the time Mm -hmm. oh yeah i mean come on guys we're we're being ageist here we already talked about this dory and oin they're on the bottom of the list we're sorry we're being ageist but i think i'd rather lay down with balin over keely because keely's not even a dwarf to me like i don't see a dwarf when i look at keely here's the thing you gotta remember about dwarves is you're gonna do it with your boots on oh yeah Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the accessories matter. <laughs> sure. Sure. Right. The clothing, the, the, like, the, so the clothes, the clothes dwarf. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that's okay. why you're saying that Dwalin is up there because he's got greaves. Sick greaves. Yeah. yeah. And the, here, here in our greaves clang together during some passionate lovemaking <laughs> is going to. But the Wallen's well, greaves, he, that's like cold feet, man. They're going to be, they're going to yeah. be uncomfortable in bed. Is but what I'm, I'm thinking about like rubbing oil on Dwalin's bald head and just like <laughs> kissing it. And just like, it'll be okay, Dwalin. Because also he's like, I'm a human size, so he's smaller oh, than me. Oh, okay. Right? Fair. Fair. Yeah. Consoling Dwalin is, is a good sexual fantasy. That's, that's, <laughs> that's only <laughs> after a hard battle. That's yeah. got to be like, there's like an anime trip about that, right? Probably, <laughs> probably. I, I. Where are you putting Ori? Where are you putting Ori? Yeah, I'm gonna on find your Ori. List? Ori. Uh, I the mean, the dumbest fuck looking dwarf. Where are you putting Ori? Looks. Ori, Ori looks him? like he'd be like. I'm probably okay in bed, but pro- but probably a lot of fun at a fish concert. <laughs> okay. And by the way, I'm assuming like this is like not just a one time tryst. This is a like. Who are you going to love? For the well, rest you of your were life? definitely Chad forming relationships because you talked about tenderness with most of these people. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Ori, I feel like you fuck once and it's amazing, but you're like, I can't make a thing out of this. I can't introduce o- fucking Ori to oh, my friends. My, my parents would be so disappointed. My friends would be so disappointed me if I brought Ori over. No, you were shifting into Ori's friend group. You're you're changing your <laughs> life for Ori. <laughs> I'm not doing. I'm I'm certainly not doing that. I mean <laughs> that he's dropping down. He's going down with Oin and Dory. He's, the, he's yep. officially down to the bottom with Oin and Dory. I put Bofer up there pretty high, honestly. I think he's got a bit of mischievousness, <laughs> yep. you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He'd be down to like he'd be down to like sex and drugs together, kind of thing. Like he'd be, you know. And I think Bofer would support you any lifestyle that you would want. Like if you were like, I am going to be an artist, Bofer would be like, I got your back. I will work hard for us. Yeah. <laughs> See, as we talk about this, I'm feel I feel like Dwalin's the hottest one. Like. <laughs> Yeah, right. Dwalin, is it Dwalin or Dwalin? I, uh, I, I forget. I defer to you. I forget. Kevin. Yeah, the Dwarf Master okay. will will make the final verdict. Uh, I say Dwalin, but I'm. I, I think that's just my Irish coming out. Uh-huh. Uh, he's this big, strong man. He looks like Christopher Maloney from Law and Order, and Law and, and that's the hottest man in the world. Uh, he so, does, when you said that, I was like, all right, he's, he's, he ra- he went up the rankings when you brought Maloney. Yeah, sure. Stabler, dude. Mm-hmm. I I like someone who's got something going on, like he like he's got like errands and like work and shit, and like that's good for me because I also have like my own shit to do. You want some time? <laughs> you want some time off? <laughs> but Thorin, you're never gonna see him. Like, mm-hmm. like we're we've moved on from just fucking to now we're moving in together. Like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Thorin has too much baggage. Like Thorin gets the office, you get the living room. Like Thorin's work is much more important <laughs> than yours. <laughs> 
How about like I would be um non-sexual roommates with like Dory and Nori. Like the two old like two old dwarves. We just hang out. We okay. have tea. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Also, I I'll be honest, I can imagine anyone listening to this episode, they're like, which the fuck dwarf is goddamn Nori? <laughs> you like, gotta pull it. Yeah, oh, well, Nori's got a crazy hairdo. Hopefully at this point you've pulled up an image guide. Yeah, we'll provide it, a yeah. chart with this episode so you can kind of match it. We're, we're going to provide a mash write-out of, of which dwarf do you marry and, and where do you live. It'll be like, you guys know mash, right? Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. But okay. we're gonna. We're gonna sure ha- it wasn't just a regional thing. No, no, we know. Oh, I know. Mash. That was. That was. You know, our many lives were made fated by that game, where, where people where, where the game this prescribed what you were going to do with your life. I mean, yeah. I mean, mine said I was going to marry a dwarf, so here I am figuring it out. That which dwarf? Yeah. yeah. God, I hope I don't land on Gloin. Oh, Beefer, Beefer, and Bombert. The Eden's gonna be good in that house. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good life. You're gonna have a, a full larder for sure. Can Beefer and Bomber just be like my two uncles, and I, I just think, live with them? I'm like you're saying, like with Dory and Nori, like we're getting like odd couple situation here. Yeah, well, their names rhyme too or play off each other, so they're just like, well, of course, you guys come as a set. Right. I mean, which, whichever dwarves you pick, you're gonna see the others at like the Christmas party and like and like work holiday events <laughs> and stuff like that, right? Like, like you'll see the, you'll see everybody at the company picnic, and mm-hmm. like I think that's probably a good relationship to keep with most of the dwarves in Thorin's company is like mm-hmm. occasionally seeing them at a work-related event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sever Thorin. Is this somehow the least palpable opening to a podcast we've ever done? I, I don't, don't know. know. Maybe it's great. I think this is the most pal- pal- palatable. Yeah, yeah, I think you gotta be, like, if you're here for Goosebumps, you're probably here for some LOTR talk, which I think the the, the ratio of LOTR talk has skyrocketed since Kevin has joined this podcast. Full yeah, time. I'm sorry. Was, I'm into it. I mean, I'm here for it. I, don't, I feel like I don't have an outlet anywhere else to talk about this shit. So you guys get most of it. <laughs> let, let me just close by like, I've been looking, I've been staring at Feely or sorry, Keely. I've been staring at Keely mm-hmm. for this whole conversation. Andy yeah. Samberdorf. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Feely's Andy Samberg. Sorry. Yeah, Feely no, is, Ke- is, yeah. Keely's hot dwarf or, or conventionally dwarf. attractive. He's, dwarf. he's the, yeah. yeah, he's poster dwarf. Besides I feel nothing. I feel nothing for this. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like what I would do is I would give him, I would start him off with a really gross beard, like a really like grody You're going to give beard. him glasses is what you're saying. Yeah, I'm going to give him glasses. <laughs> you're going to she's, she's all that? Him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like... It would make it would make sense if like he met a uh, elf lady in the movies and like he had a gross dwarf beard and they kind of hit it off but she didn't really like get mm-hmm. it oh and then like God. maybe his beard is lit on fire in a comedic moment and he has to shave it off uh-huh and then she's like oh <laughs> I like this so much more than what they did <laughs> I think that would be hilarious and great but you couldn't like hold out for a whole movie with this very attractive man in a gross like prosthetic they could have cut an hour and a half off the movie if they just did it that way kevin yeah but also how, <laughs> how cute would it be if like like most of the dwarves i don't think like dwallin or like thorin get involved but like if a bunch of them were all like we're gonna make over keely and it's like makeover, makeover for Clone <laughs> Eye, and- <laughs> And they and they just kind of like do him up and like so that Evangeline Lily Elf will just be like, oh my, who's that new dwarf? That's Keely. Balin has like rustles in his pack for a book that's like guide to courting elvish maidens. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and while they're in prison, yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe it yeah. drops out while like the elves are walking away, right? Yeah. Like with all their belongings when they have them in the prison, and like one elf slips 
very unelf like and <laughs> that's really and, cute and it falls into feely's into feely's uh keely feely which one's which i can't remember anymore exactly. uh, keely keely, Ke- keely. Falls keely. into Keeley. Yeah. Yeah. Naming conventions are tough. And he and he <laughs> reads that in, in jail and figures it out. And he's like, oh, and he shaves off the beard. I've just sent you guys a picture. He's looking decidedly like Aragorn right there. That's all I'm yeah. saying. That's it. He's just a human. He's not a dwarf to me. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I didn't enjoy it. Okay, fair. But like the thing is, that is what apparently at least one elf finds the Aragorn look attractive. So why not two? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't think about that. Did not think about that. It's just meanwhile. Meanwhile, Elrond's just like, God damn, these handsome men, handsome men showing up all the time. God damn, the elves' inability to grow facial hair. <laughs> well, welcome to Goosebuds. Welcome to Goosebuds. I think we're in. I think I think we're in. Thank you for thank you for uh, letting me have this Lord of the Rings. Send us your dwarf dwarf yeah. bang rating yes. at goosebuds yes. at gmail.com. Yes, we need the list, and you can put them on the Patreon. You can tweet them at us. Give us all. <laughs> we want to know your ratings. We need to know your ratings. Yeah, maybe we can like rig up a a, a tier list. I'd love to see a tier list. Yeah, well, I'd love yeah. to see a tier chart, and I'd love to see maybe a March Madness uh, type of bracket system. I would love all of these things that I definitely am not going to do myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll have like uh, other categories like beyond fuckability. We'll have like oh, good yeah. roommate. Right, and right. We're never going to do this now. It's too, it's become too complex. But <laughs> 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 it'll be sort of an, an Olympics. I like that. Well, I mean, now I want to add on one more too. I know we were done with the segment, but we get to draft the dwarves to our harems. Okay. Oh, okay. oh, a harem it's like a rotation. Draft. It's like an NBA, like NFL draft. So it's oh, like harem. Kevin Cole for the first round of the dwarves <laughs> drafts into his harem. Keely. This sounds like a fucking great live stream draft night. We'll ha- we'll get we'll get yeah. me. <laughs> We'll get wine, we'll get shanks of meat, and we'll do our dwarf charm draft on live, yeah. on live stream. To me, uh, shanks of meat are, are always like the beef skewers from uh, Chinese food places. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, that, or like the pork like the uh, pork um, uh, ribs or something like that, too. Yeah. And like the yeah, real red ribs. ones, the real fucking red ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Now I'm thinking like Buco de Buco de Pepo. Is that one? Of the, is that the name of that place? That Brazilian barbecue? Oh, um, is Buco de Pepo a real thing? No, no, that's <laughs> that's Italian. You're getting Italian there. I know what you're talking about. Um, fuck, why can't I remember? There's like a chain of like Brazilian steakhouses where they like serve it to you on a sword and they just oh all you yeah. Can eat. Oh, what the fuck? Why can't I remember? Fogo de Chao. Fogo de Chao. Fogo de Chao. Yeah. I was close. I, th- I think there was one by like the craft beer store I used to go to. That's a really fun place to go in a non-pandemic world where you just like haven't eaten for a whole day uh-huh. and you just like prepare your body for it and you go bring it on. They don't let you stop eating. You can tell them no, but they are like, no, you must continue to eat. <laughs> they start pushing the sword down your throat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just stick the, the yeah they stick the t- the sword between your teeth and they're like, open up. <laughs> it's kind of like that dildo gift that Josh showed us. <laughs> what? There's no context on the podcast. We can't just say that. We <laughs> figure it out after you figure out your dwarf harem. Sorry. <laughs> All you described was that blowjob gift that Josh showed the, us. That dildo blowjob gift. Just Google dildo blowjob gift. You'll get it. I'm sure it'll be the right one. Sure. Oh my god. Okay, fine. That's a dangerous call there, Paul, but sure. It's it's just it all depends how dangerous you're feeling today, dear listener. Tweet at Paul Ritchie if you think you found the gift. Do not tweet me the gifts. 
So, uh, speaking of eating things, guys. God damn. Sorry. <laughs> so sorry. I got us in there. I got us in there. You got us in there. We're in, just baby. Just the way like, that dildo went down that man's throat. Uh, just... <laughs> God damn it! I was like, I can edit this out. I can definitely like, I can definitely like chop this down so we don't have to field a thousand questions about which dildo gif we're referring. We've to. We've interweaved it so deep now into the conversation. I think that it's it's uneditable. I think we'll see. I mean, if you take it out, maybe it's something we uh, we provide to the patrons so they can enjoy. <laughs> They're like, no, thank you. They're like, <laughs> we do not we want didn't to know. need to upload this extra content. We already have so much work to do with these dwarf harems, and now we're looking <laughs> yeah, for the dwarf bracket. What am I doing? This is a homework-heavy episode. <laughs> the blob that ate everyone is our book today. Welcome to Goosebuds. <laughs> Welcome to Goosebuds. Welcome. I'm Paul. I'm Chad. I'm Kevin. And God, if you this is somehow your first episode, Jesus Christ. Uh, I feel like we say that a lot. I know, and we keep doing it. We keep <laughs> we keep shooting ourselves in the foot with well, our openings. If this is the first episode, I mean. Here you are. What if Tim Apple's listening to this episode, right? Like, what if he's he's like, oh, I should check and see what's on my podcasting service. And well, well, Tim Apple, if you must know, we're a podcast of three friends who read Goosebumps books and uh, present them to our listeners in summary as we attempt to understand the author and make them a little better. There you Damn. go. There That's you pretty go. good, Kevin. That's pretty good. But we also talk about which dwarf we would like to have sex with and live with for the rest of our lives. Yeah. We also talk about the tender bond between dwarf and man. <laughs> <laughs> the special connection. <laughs> the Bob that ate everyone was a book. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Let's. Uh, great cover. Awesome cover. Amazing uh, cover. Easily one of the best covers. You got a big old Krang coming down the street. Big Krang. Big old pile of, of twisted metal. And he's mm. no picky eater. A great tagline for this one. <laughs> I missed that. That's actually great. It's good. Uh, it's a good one. See, I'm, I'm still, I'm. I, this shows off my juniorness to okay. to you too, because I, I still have, I still have trouble taking in all the splendor of the of the cover. Like I forget that there's a tagline on everyone. Oh yeah, you got it. Yeah, it's it's like um, it's part of the, the package. It's how you ease your way in. It's the appetizer to your <laughs> to your RL meal that you're gonna have. That's the that's the first little taste of of the horror and fear and comedy you're gonna get you, in this book. You eat your horror with your eyes first. <laughs> well, let me let me let me start it with with this. Is that I started reading the book, mm-hmm. and yep. then I got a couple chapters in where mm-hmm. I just kind of called an audible, and I went. I gotta watch this TV episode. I was I'm so glad you did that because I was really, really thinking about it while watching this. I was like I just needed to know how the low budget Canadian TV yes. series handled the blob. Okay. Um, I will I will admit up front that I did look up a picture of what the blob looks like in the show. Oh? Oh I did. Yeah. Yeah. What how would you describe it, Paul? Uh a slightly elevated bird crap. Damn. <laughs> Damn, that's pretty. That's pretty accurate. Well, bird crap. Yeah, yeah. I guess bird crap could be that color. Like it's like that color. It's got like that level of like viscosity or like lack of viscosity mixed with uh, chunks of unknowable material. <laughs> what, did they just drench an intern in silly string and PVC? Oh no, you wish. It looked. It looked like a garbage bag that they put like kind of styrofoam uh, material around. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, it yeah. reminded me of like kind of a, a a lower budget form of Pizza the Hut from Spaceballs. Sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. Less detail. 
less less of it because they had to show incredibly close close ups of the blob <laughs> to hide. It does have a bit of a a bit of like a pizza the hutty vibe. You're right. Yeah, which is super gross, right? I like I love pizza. But pizza the Hut is uh, oh, I hated Pizza disgusting. the Hut. Up up there with um things that I couldn't watch while eating Pizza the Hut, uh the mushroom from Mom and Dad Save the Universe. If I was eating something for some reason, I it turned my stomach. I could not look at it. Sure, the sure the fungus in uh, Super Mario Brothers movie is pretty gross. Yes, too. It's got, like, yeah, quality. Yeah. yeah. I don't want that fungus as my king. Fuck that. <laughs> what is with that? What is why are there why are there certain creatures that just unsettle you? I think at, like as 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 primitive man, we sh- probably shouldn't have touched uh, slimy things. That's probably what really it is. Like, yes, like yeah. funguses and like piles of goo. You're just like, no, there's nothing good about. There's our, nothing. Our edible. brain knows that's dangerous. Right. Right. Yeah. If there's if there's something rotten, then we probably don't want to be near it. <laughs> That's fair. I guess. I guess so. Yeah, because I definitely don't want like even though Pizza Hut was made out of pizza, I don't. I didn't want to eat that pizza. No, no way. It was not. You knew there was. It, but there had, it had living biomass in it that like what that you knew that you couldn't digest. Yeah, exactly. It's sort of it's sort of interesting that like we like sour things at all uh-huh. <laughs> because that like the ability to taste sour was probably developed to like weed out like which foods were rotten or gross, and mm-hmm, we were like, mm-hmm. hmm, exciting taste. I think it's maybe is is sour the death taste? Is it the like death? <laughs> like two RL? Yes, two RL. Yeah, sour is definitely That's, the sensibility for yes, it. Yes, yes. It like is it the like smoking cigarettes of taste? <laughs> Please expand upon that, Paul. Because I'm not sure if I'm following. Please it's like expand. you smoke a cigarette to like to like be like fuck you, death. I'll I'll live. Oh. You know, like, I, I control death a little bit. You know what I mean? It's like a little Freudian. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like sour taste sure. is like. Sour taste is like the roller coaster of taste. You're like, I'm gonna look you in the face, death, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna escape. I'm gonna appear on the other side unscathed. This makes my whiskey sours much more exciting. Yes. So I'm gonna say yes. Yes, poison. <laughs> sure. It's, you're, it's like a double poison when you're doing a whiskey sour. Yeah. Oh god, never, never been so cool as just drinking mold. <laughs> mold, dude. I like my blue cheese. Same thing, right? Yeah, you're kind of saying like, yep. bring a death. I'm eating some. I'm eating some bad milk. Come bring at it, me. Bring it on, death. <laughs> Yeah, some Limburger or whatever. Oh my god, Limburger. <laughs> Which I'm still not convinced is a real cheese. It's not. We have we haven't done the research to confirm it's a real cheese or not. We it's only to, a cartoon okay. cheese. <laughs> uh yes, yeah, so I watched the TV show. Um mm-hmm. and I and I think it follows the the plot of the book pretty well. Did you all did you finish the book or did you just switch I over to the I did the book. I I I I lost my appetite. We after, haven't done after with- the TV show. We haven't done a a like buy like a you know a, a dual uh, book and TV read along. We haven't done that in a while, so I'm, ex- I'm yeah. excited to do that. It wasn't it wasn't really my choice. It was more just me going, okay. So this is also somehow the plot of the movie, the Goosebumps movie. Yes. Yeah. Huh. Well, right. Real, real quick before we move on from the look of the of the blob, oh, I, yeah. do want, I do want to share you, with you guys, and we'll put this as a with the uh, the episode. The French cover has a very different interpretation oh. of the of what the blob looks like. Oh no! Is it just a fat American? Let me see. It, and it, its translation is the eater Whoa. of men. Whoa! <laughs> that is a gross blob. It's got a ball sack on its chin. It that's ha- yeah. sweating the white slime. It has an old man sack on its chin. 
It looks really sad, too. Like, like, oh, please just get in my belly. Zachy, why did you think me up? That's what he's saying right there. <laughs> Guess I gotta. <laughs> Zachy said so. That's what... Zachy. Zachy. Fucking Zachy. <laughs> Fucking Zach. So Zach's our main protagonist. Yep. Who, mm-hmm. who likes to write stories. So instantly yes. we know this is yeah. an autobiography. This is RL as close as we've seen in mm-hmm. a, an insert into the book, yep. possibly. Yeah, our our story actually begins much in the manner of Legend of the Lost Legend, mm-hmm. with a, a little tale within a tale that's actually more interesting and better written than the rest of the book. <laughs> it's good. It's a good one. Yeah, and it has a RLism in it. I landed hard on my elbow and knees, so that's canon. That yep. that yep. Uh, that that exists in the world as as a writer's like. A writer's term, like a, uh, I don't know, like a motto yeah. or sort of, uh, not a, a motto. Trope you know, almost, a trope, maybe, a trope, yes, yeah. a trope, yeah, right. I liked, I liked how Zaki uses like the three stars in the, in the, in En Medias Res uh, intro. Like he, he like starts us in the middle of the action mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and then he does like the three stars very writerly. Very yes, writerly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't notice that. He mixes up uh, uh, the the timing of the of the work to give us a little promise that things are going to get good. <laughs> he takes half a page to promise things are going to get good, and the page and a half that he writes his story on. Yeah, the story is is I believe from the TV show the same thing, right? Of like he is writing a story where they just encounter a blob and the blob eats them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, like the TV show, it it actually worked better than you would think because the episode just starts immediately at 60 miles per hour the blobs like, there yeah it's kind of the blob they don't it's it's strange there's extra details in it they're just in a basement okay and they're like uh oh hey zach what's this box i wonder what's inside this box it's a secret lab experiment and then it's just a box full of worms okay like <laughs> just like normal worms they show uh-huh. and they had to get they had to get worms for that shot and then without any provocation just a I guess kind of like a graboid tongue mm-hmm. uh, shoots out and just starts like trying to eat Zach, and that's your cliffhanger. You're like, wow! I mean, from the box, from the box yeah, from of worms, the box. But like, okay. you saw the box when they opened it, and it was definitely like an inch deep of worms. So you're not really sure where the blob monster was hiding in it, right? <laughs> uh-huh. uh, that's that's nitpicky, but it just really jumped escalated to like Zach just being like his leg devoured by yeah, like a graboid tongue. And it looked kind of cool. How do they explain it? Like, what is it? What is, is oh, it actually just cut, happening? So it cuts the commercial and it cuts back, and then Zach's like reading the story, like, and that's my story. And he and he's like, and he's holding up like a a one loose leaf page uh-huh. to his friends at school, and they're like, yeah, I guess that was that was pretty good, Zach. And I was like, honestly, yes, for my opinion, I didn't really like it. <laughs> that would be that would be incredibly confusing to come at like. After like whatever '90s commercials were in between mm-hmm. that intro and and that's my story, I would have lost the plot entirely. Yeah, it's it's but it's kind of like the closest the show had been ever to. Oh, maybe like kids die in this. Maybe this is an right. actual horror show, right? Yeah. Like the closest the closest to faking us out, like the book act, like the books typically do. Yeah, it's. It's funny that like one more layer of magic circle makes that okay. Uh-huh. Where it's like the kids 
can't die in our story, but if they die in a story within the story, then that's okay. Uh huh. <laughs> Kids can be maimed as long as they write it down, as long as they wrote yeah. the maiming down. Oh, dude, that's such a fucking true thing. It's so I not to talk industry stuff too much, but the amount of times like we'd have like a note on troll hunters, for example, uh huh, of like a standards and practices note of we can't have uh, a kid being threatened with a kitchen knife. Mm-hmm. But yeah. meanwhile, that same kid could have a troll saying, I'm going to rip your spine out and play <laughs> jump rope with it. Like, and they're like, that's fine. That's okay. It, what What's the what's the thing called? Repeatable, repeatable act- behavior. Yes. That's what it is. Yes. Yeah, it's repeatable mm-hmm. behavior. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I get yeah. it. I get it. It's, you can't have a troll in real life because trolls aren't real, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but it's still kind of a strange, like, when you have general common sense, you're like, one of these two things is not nearly as scary as the other thing. Right, right. I feel like that exists because it's easy to enforce, even, but it probably has no basis in, like, actual psychology. Yeah, it all, all takes is, like, one kid, right? It's, like, that story yeah. of, like, the kid who goes into the, the refrigerator in the 50s and, like, it locks shut, so now uh-huh. all fridges have latches or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Whether that's, that might be a true story, I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> but that's what it is. It's, it. Listen, it all comes down to, can we get in trouble in court for this? And that's about yeah. that's about it. So there's this extra filter level. Sorry, Paul, please. It's continue. fine. It's fine. So they come out from the other side of the commercial break after learning about Gak and cheesy blasters or whatever you learn about in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the commercials. <laughs> for some reason, I... <laughs> Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Gak, Yakback, uh, Moonsand. Cheesy um, blasters from 30 Rock. Che- cheesy blasters, Gogurt, whatever they got. Yeah. Ak, 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 from Billy Joel. All that stuff. Ak was a hot sound then, wasn't it? Why did they not get Billy Joel on that? He could have sold a lot. Gak, ak, 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 ak. Oh my God. You ought to know about ak, 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 ak. Wow. We just. We just retroactively made ourselves millions, guys. Retro actively? Okay. 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 Adam and, Adam and Alex. <laughs> we'll move on. We'll move on for each end. Adam Adam and Alex, uh Zachy's two best friends because you can have more than one best friend. I like that I, I like that bit of like grown-up wisdom in there. Zachy's polyamorous uh life that he has. <laughs> How, be polyamorous with your best friends. That's a great thing to be. I agree. Don't put all your friend eggs in one basket. Okay. You know, if if you have a best friend, you're you're just raising that friend up to the detriment of all your other friends. <laughs> like de- like democratize your friendship a little bit. Spread sure. the love. Diversify. Diversify your love. Don't live under the boot of a friend tyrant. <laughs> <laughs> so Alex and uh, redhead girl, whatever her name is. Alex is the girl. Uh, Adam is the friend. Is the boyfriend. Wait. Yep. Alex is oh oh Zach's the boy. Zach's right, right. the main character. Alex Zach, is the girl. Yeah. Zach is yes. our main character. Alex is his best yep. friend who's a female, and Adam is his best friend who's male, who really is not a good friend. Uh although he does give him the harsh criticism that maybe he needs to hear for his stories to get better. Yeah, yeah, you need to have constructive <laughs> criticism. And it was really read like it, the way Adam's like, yeah, it didn't really work for me is it's an okay note. You should usually offer a suggestion to way to fix it, but that's what <laughs> yes. Zach needs right now. He and does. Like, oh, I, I thought you guys would go a completely different direction on Adam because one of the notes is Adam says he could write a better story, but he never does. That's such a good. That is such oh, a, good a good line. Detail. It's such a good line from RL because it's basically <laughs> being like, "You're you're all talk." You piece of shit. Yeah. Like, you know, like someone was all talking like I could write a better. Like, and it, and he's, you know what, RL? 
You're fucking right, dude. You walked the walk. <laughs> it's true. We criticize RL a lot on this, but have we written a Goosebumps? Nope. No. I'm trying to think. Have I? No. no. I had to. <laughs> Probably. I not. had to do a lot of self reflection reading this because of that. You were you were totally on point with that, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> but that doesn't mean Adam's critique is no. Well, it, it is it is a bad critique. It's not helpful in, in the least, but it, it's a true feeling. And, you know, now Zachy has to process it. Welcome to making anything. <laughs> Maybe. And this thing, I know Zach's a kid, but Zach's yeah. a bad writer in this book. So it's hard to root for him. And that's not fair of me. That's not fair of me at all. He does a terrible job at the end, which we will get to his writing at the end. Uh, you know, actually, maybe a good uh, writer in the sense that he followed uh Kurt Vonnegut's advice of make your uh, main character go through hell. Uh, sure. But doesn't work sure. out quite well for him in the terms of survival. Yeah. Well, sure. So Zach and his Alex, they've written a story. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then yeah. as they're just like walking back from school one day, mm-hmm. there was a terrible storm that mm-hmm. destroyed a city block. Like yeah, a absolutely- lightning storm took down half of a square. It absolutely yeah. fucked up a town that did not know or believe choose choose to believe in uh, uh lightning rods i guess so yeah. <laughs> i guess so and not good fire safety no so so they're walking back from school and they're like oh hey this store burned down let's go in there and just loot the place and here's where zach really shines because like normally our main characters are kind of like milk toast or just like kind of annoying but like zach zacky i'm sorry zacky he's a Zach-y. bad boy he's a real bad boy yeah, he sees a do not enter sign and he says, "I'm entering. I'm going in that place. That's <laughs> I, for me." <laughs> I also want to show you guys what the again. I know it's a low budget TV show. The version of the burned down building in can in the Canadian TV show. <laughs> let's hear it. Let's hear it. Please they're trying, right? They're trying. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just like three wooden walls put up in front of a normal building that is totally fine. And Zach going, whoa, this is such a burned down building. It's really funny. Oh, cool. Uh, I need to see a picture of that. Got a little snippet. I saved some screenshots as I was watching this. That's good. Um, That is really responsible of you, Chad. Yeah, you know, it's it's really good. This this is just what the burned down building looks like. And it is a library, yeah, with like a wooden porta potty in front. Okay. With a caution tape, like, oh, that's the wrong thing. I put that on the wrong Discord. Never mind. That is the (laughs) Goosebuds Discord. And this is what you get when you get to be in the Goosebuds <laughs> Discord. You get random images dropped in. <laughs> Did you just announce it? Where'd you put it? I am. I put in the music sub. <laughs> the what the? I don't know why. I'm <laughs> drunk. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Kevin, I'm giving you the hardest episode to edit. Okay. Yes, that is absolutely yeah. a makeshift structure. <laughs> that is just, I get it. They tried. They tried. But it's just they go into this wooden <laughs> flap door opens up like, wow, this whole building got burned out by lightning, huh? All right. Why Why do they feel the need to stick to uh, like the, the specifics of the plot when it doesn't serve their production schedule? No. Like, the lightning has no importance to the story whatsoever. Yeah. Like make the monster a dude in a suit if you can't manage like a giant like pulsating heart beast. Uh-huh. Or, or make the thing make the 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 store that was struck by lightning i don't know give it like severe water damage like your mom's living room or something uh-huh. like, whatever whatever you need to do yeah. a kid only wants to go into a place that's fire damaged i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> i i just remember thinking water damage no you're gonna Boring. get my sneakers all ruined yeah I, yeah i was just kind of thrown by because it seemed like such a big deal that like half of the it felt to me like half the town had burned down from this lightning storm and so i'm like well that's gonna mean something right right Where, like as we as 
Zack, in a couple chapters, uses his magic typewriter to summon a lightning storm. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. the previous owner did something with the typewriter. And that's like a, they, no, it doesn't, doesn't matter at all. Yeah, they set up some some stuff in there because they go into the into the shop, right? It's burnt down. They break in. And then yeah, Zach, yep. even battered to the bone, decides he's going to steal a typewriter out of this place. Just steal it. He's just looting. This kid he's, is he's, this, this kid's looting. You're right. He's just there's, there's no like, uh, this has been abandoned for weeks. This is like a fresh business burn it down. It happened I'm last just night. Go he's like, I'm taking it. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> Kind of kicking small business while it's down there, Zach. Yeah, right. <laughs> we don't even know what the business was. I don't think. I think it was just antiques. It was an antique. Oh, it was store. antiques. Oh, because antiques are yeah. spooky. And he doesn't like even that. qualify it as like, well, they're gonna get insurance money for the place, so like they're covered. He doesn't even say that. <laughs> He's like, they yeah. already are spending their whole deductible on this. I bet we could totally take this for free. Uh, the loot. They, they're covered for looting, so we're actually doing them a favor. Uh. Yeah, I don't know if this remember happened in the book. In the TV show, they're looting, right, in this darkened room. Mm-hmm. And then um, a woman dressed like Miss Cleo from yes! the telephone ads. What is up with that? She shows up in the book, too. And you're and it like, okay, you think, right, like, okay, this will be a character that will come back later to explain, like, how the typewriter became cursed or whatever. No. It's just, just like... A woman shows up dressed sort of differently uh, than, I I guess, uh, a person in this town normally dresses and then leaves, right? Well, this is the town's only non-white person. So, therefore, they're magical. Right. Uh, Yeah, I I wanted to bring that up because in the book, the first line to describe uh, Mrs. Carter is Mm -hmm. her name in the the book. The first line to describe her was, she was African-American. Whole sentence. And I think... In the 90s, that might have been a woke and inclusive way to do things. Like, sure, that was, that sure. Was what, that, that was what white people helping looked like. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but but today, that would not be cool to do. Yeah, it's <laughs> I just, don't think. It's just weird. And she doesn't even come back as a character. And the weird thing is, they have her show up, look for the kids, yeah. I guess, create a little tension, right? Yeah. And then yeah. The, she gives up. And then another lady surprises them. <laughs> Yeah. Who was there the whole time, and she gifts the typewriter, which we haven't even touched on. Zacky touches the typewriter and is instantly electrocuted. Blue flame. Blue, Blue flame, flame shoots around. Blue flame shoots around his entire body. He gets fantastic forward. That was anime as fuck when he like yeah. he, he went like full magical girl. Like he you could see like the 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 barriers of time. Or yeah, yes. I could definitely and, I could definitely hear the Yu-Gi-Oh yeah. like going off. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and Alex says he splits in two, which I don't even know what that means. Uh, I'm assuming that he one part of his body went one way, like his outer uh, dermis went one way, and his skeleton <laughs> went the other way, and we saw both of them in in the writhing in the in the electric fire. Sure. Uh, yeah, in in uh in an earlier cut, uh, apparently he screams, "My dermis, my dermis!" <laughs> <laughs> but they they uh they cut that for some reason. They really should. Uh, did they mention it in the book? Um, again, I was just I know I'm like really hammering this like culturally. What you even call this term? Like using a non-white person as just a placeholder for magic mysticism whatever that magic i think magical minority is the tv trope magical yeah, minority problem yeah. there's, some, there's something about that for sure where you just like you realize that we grew up on that a lot in a lot of media and uh-huh. it's incredibly yeah. lazy at, at best uh-huh. <laughs> and it's, it's just, very 
It's very othering. Yeah, <laughs> right. sure. sure. Right. Uh, this episode has a particularly great moment of that where uh, as they're in this, you know, burned down building and and Miss Carter is like, hey, yeah, you can you can take it as long as you write a spooky story with it. With like, a knowing grin. And the kids are like, uh, okay, cool. And then they leave. And then the camera goes back to linger on the props department's only tribal mask they could find. What the as f- I <laughs> oh, put it in God. Just, as if as if just to kind of suggest like m- magic, right? Uh-huh. I, magic. I, I I think we don't get anything like they There's say nothing that, uh, in the this typewriter is, about no, it. No. no, the book in the book he just gets a magical electric. Uh Miss Car- yep. Miss Carter shows up, leaves, and then yep. another lady shows up, scares them. Uh, and then it's just like I thought that was Miss. I thought that was Mrs. Carter. No, it's times. a different woman. She's got that's blonde so hair. She's got blonde hair, and she and that's all that is. Refer- she's just referred to as a blonde-haired lady. Another lady's there. She shows up, gives, and she's like, I think the only reason she shows up is to uh, make it so that Zacky doesn't actually steal the thing. He gets away with it. Yeah. Uh, so his he gets his bad boy status downgraded a little bit, right? You you know, point. I bet he did steal the typewriter in the first cut, but then they're like, "What if a kid steals a typewriter?" Uh-huh. That's, uh, Standards and practices came in, but and that, cut, but and that's <laughs> yes, that's but that should be what he did. So it's a curse, right? I mean, there's supposed to be like this idea of a monkey's paw, right? Sure. Or like yeah. you you played with something dark and sinister, and you really shouldn't have. If you wanted this one thing, you're going to realize that you didn't actually want that mm-hmm. uh, as a basic storytelling convention. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we'll get we'll get into like how this should be a fall from grace, a, a, a tragedy. A, a, this should be all about hubris. Yeah, the hubris of the author yeah. for sure, too, mm-hmm. right? And, and they twist that to be a hero story, and then they neg on that. At the very end. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I do love the line. I had to had to copy and paste it you can print eight pages a minute which was a beautiful uh line from alex <laughs> about the wonderful home computing unit that that zacky has that can print eight pages a minute which uh, i that's I, that's not bad eight pages not, is not bad it's not bad but i, I love it when that when you just get the like crazy technology of the 90s and then you so they called it out that, that he could have been writing on a on a pc he did have or, a pc at home yeah brand new pc but he preferred the typewriter mm-hmm I mean, I remember when I got uh, when when my family got a PC in uh, I think 1999. We got a Gateway 2000. Oh yeah, uh, I sold the mug uh, and the and the cow box in the cow box. Yeah, we printed so much shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, we printed everything. We used like Greetings Workshop to make like little little inserts for like mm-hmm. cookbooks and shit. We printed for like th- like straight for three years. Like the printer was the best fucking thing. Well, that's when your family moved on to a memo system where you would not have any family discussions without a memo being written up, right? <laughs> I think I remember you telling me about that. Yeah. Yeah. When when we couldn't just call a family meeting, we had to schedule one. You had to print a 20 page banner uh, fold out and then you had to like Kevin come down to dinner and they had to hang it up and they had yeah they had they would hang out like today's dinner it just said on a banner up on the <laughs> ceiling and i and i'd sip my black coffee as an 11 year old and i'd be like who co-signed this this is not uh, this, i can't i can't fit this in i should i should write a memo about this re your last email <laughs> <laughs> so so they take the book home they take sorry, they take the typewriter home mm-hmm. yeah and I, with I, a pen it, with a pen Oh, sorry, with a pen? Yes, he, they are gifted a, a spooky pen as well. What does that do in the book? Nothing. 
absolutely fucking okay, nothing. Because that didn't come up in the show. I don't remember that. But it but it pads out an extra page with worthlessness. So. <laughs> uh, okay. So they show they show up, and I again, I, I'm sorry, but I had to. To quote this, because the parents in these books tend to be like relatively unremarkable, right? Like, sure. Occasionally, occasionally <laughs> yeah. we get like a good goof here and there, right? Like, we got the the mom recently who in the uh, the Sluglands episode who the loved making the, the hot, hot sauce, sauce mom, yeah. hot sauce mom. We had the great parents in in uh in the Battle Town episode who were really sad, yeah. the very depressed parents. Uh, yeah. The father who kept thinking of ending it on his ride home. Uh, <laughs> But usually they're pretty unremarkable. But this this one's great. Uh, they come home with the new typewriter. And here's the quote. They love crossword puzzles. I'm not sure why. Both of them are terrible spellers. They can never finish a puzzle. Lots of times they end up fighting about how to spell a word. Usually they give up and rip the puzzle to pieces. Then a few days later, they start a new one. This is totally like a weird like makeup sex thing that the parents have, right? Like This is like, <laughs> this is like a, a metaphor, right? If... I feel like I feel like when he gets a little more self awareness about his family, he's gonna write the line. Every day here is like watching a train crash in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> do they know they're getting divorced? I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> what also would be even sadder that he has the ability to change that and he does nothing with it. Um <laughs> What do you mean he's the villain? Well, he could, he does. He has magic he knows, reality he's right. powers. He's right, Kevin. He's got a magical. He could, he could write it out of their life. Okay. At the end okay. of this, end of this book, this kid is a god, and they don't I do did. anything with it. He's a god. He's a self-hating god, Chad. He, he and, and we'll get to his self-hate at some point. I think it's buried deep down subconsciously. <laughs> I thought I thought what Chad was saying is that every child has the ability, <laughs> the ability to, to stop, stop divorce. divorce. They just don't do it because they're too lazy. I, I want to make every Chad kid who has gone through divorce, it's their fault. It's their fault. When everyone's told you the opposite for your entire life, no, you could have magically willed it not to happen. Chad, you were the Adam to these children's lives. They needed that advice from you early oh on. Oh, my God. And you weren't Adam. there to give it to them. needed the hard criticism. You needed their hard criticism. By the way, Adam does fucking suck in this. Like, he Adam sucks. Is, no, he does is a suck. complete oh, Adam's, idiot. Adam's a bully. It's a good thing his mom can cook because that's the only thing holding <laughs> yeah. that friendship together. Oh, no, his dad, his dad can cook, actually, which is a nice... This one does a good job, too, of portraying tender fathers. It's good tender there dads There are some good this. dads. Sure. Yeah, there's some tender dads, but there's some icicle moms in this one. <laughs> there really are. Mom is... She's not happy in this relationship. <laughs> Wow, I none of this parental drama is in the TV show. There, like, Chad, there are some serious warning signs beyond the crossword puzzles in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom, mom goes to stay with her her sisters for a little while, mm-hmm. and Dad. Wait, really? Dad just wanders. I don't know if you're home. joking or not. Does she really? No, she does. And no. Dad has some misdirected anger towards Mom, but he doesn't take it out on Zacky, which is good. What? When is this happening in the book? Like, he has what Zach calls the punching wall, uh, which is just a wall with a. <laughs> With a big dent in it. Okay, Dad, you uh, guys are goofing me. Dad says he's building me a rock climbing wall, but I just call it the punching wall. <laughs> First hole in, did it. Uh, here's what I remember happens next: is Zach just starts like r- he has his friend over, and like yep. any good friend, he's like, "Hey, do you want to just watch me write?" I guess. He does that in this book, too. He, he does. does this in this yeah. book. He's like, let's yes. just start writing a story. Ah, what's a good start to a story? I need a good first line. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was a dark and stormy night. Yes. And, li- and yeah. lightning starts to crash. Mm-hmm. This is this is where 
we have a big dip as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and we spend a lot of time establishing whether or not this typewriter is or isn't magical. Right? Yeah. Uh, RL proves it with by showing us, right? He shows us instantly yeah. there's a dark and stormy night, storm starts, right? We're good. Yeah. But for some yeah. reason, Zaki, despite being a stone cold bad boy and uh, <laughs> and and very anti rules and a cool guy overall, like all writers are, totally true, Chad. Uh, <laughs> uh, like all writers, total bad boy. Uh, cannot is so dense. He cannot like Alex spends <laughs> Alex spends Kevin pages right trying to convince him that he is controlling the world. With it was so writer. long. It was so long in the show yeah. too. Like just they kept yeah. trying things. And Alex bought it right. Alex believed, but Ke- I said Kevin. I'm sorry, Zachy didn't. Wow. I'm sorry, Kevin. I you <laughs> are you are the bad boy of my life though. I know. I know. Uh, you make me so crazy sometimes. <laughs> <Paul>. <laughs> <laughs> What what else do they try? They try Zach. Zach's like uh, type. Well, there's a there's a howling a howling wind. Mm-hmm. Does that in the and book. the show yep. makes sure that every time he types, you get dramatic slow mo of the keys being uh-huh. punched and typing out on the page. The wind howled. I imagine it's like uh, the typewriter in Resident Evil One, right? Yeah, it's that yeah. level yeah. that level of tension. Okay, cool. A little bit like that. All typewriter is in caps in the book. So it's always he's always shouting mm-hmm. as far yep. as I'm concerned. <laughs> yep. Or 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 being a dad on Facebook, whatever. <laughs> I was gonna say his father taught him how to type. Yeah. <laughs> um, he has this line that uh, when the lights go out, his dad brings up candles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and He's like, ah, I bet all the famous horror writers write by candlelight. And I just picture RL like sitting in his well lit, like fucking fluorescent study. LEDs just yeah, raining down. His, his dark wooded study with plenty of uh, plenty of beautiful light. Yep. Cracking open a can of uh room temperature Shasta. Fresca. <laughs> Fresca, Shasta, either one. <laughs> And being like, what'll scare the children today now that I've set the scene for myself? Well, it's about 4 p.m. Better get to sleep. Mm. (laughs) Daylight's running out. Better go to sleep. (laughs) I I love that so much. I love that line so much because it's just RL being like, I bet writer. I bet all the horror writers write from their sedans because they can't go in their house anymore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there you know what he might have been i don't know how, i don't know what his married life was like but he's definitely working through some relationship stuff in this there's a great line where dad snaps it's literally snaps written and snapped your side of the family doesn't need a sense of humor they're already a joke damn yeah. dad damn wow <laughs> wow none of this was in the show i missed it on some family drama oh, yeah that was that was heavy. That was like, oh man. That's when mom decides to go across the street and not spend the night at, at home. Yeah. She's gonna go spend the night in her friend's house or something. Mm-hmm. What? Like Uh-huh. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, a crossword is a good way to test the strength of a relationship. <laughs> it's true. Are you guys goofing me? Like, is that actually in the book? That's a line. That's a line. That's a line. <laughs> it really That's happened. A line. We're not. We're not fucking with you. Wow. Okay. And the punch. And the punch wall is real. The punch wall is also real. And he did master the first root of the first three punches. Yes. God yeah. damn! Yeah. I don't know what to believe anymore. It's just like I'm in a reality world. Some kids typing on a typewriter. Should have read the yeah. book, Chad. Should have read the book. Should have read the book. Uh, there's very little parental drama in this one. It's really like the bulk of the TV show is the 
uh, let's just keep testing Test. the magic of the typewriter mm-hmm. and Zach being, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, refusing to accept it. And it culminates in in both this and the book, I'm pretty sure, they they type, like, there was a knock at the door. Mm-hmm. And, then they, yep. and then they run down there and there was no one at the door. And they're like, uh, duh, because you didn't type that there was anyone on the door. You just typed mm-hmm. a knock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they just type like Adam came over. <laughs> yeah, Adam. Adam teleports over, and uh, he immediately is like writes off. Oh yeah, I was just wandering around in the pouring rain in a t-shirt, and I showed up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that all makes sense. Just forgot why I came over. There's a weird detail in the show where it seems like they kind of tried to do both, where it's like they type Adam came over. Adam suddenly there in the rain, but he's holding a teddy bear. Okay, uh, and he's soaked, and he starts kind of blabbing how he was like headed to his sister's room, and then like it's not clear if he thought that when he was opening the door, he thought he was going into his house, and then he teleported, uh-huh. or he's just like, and then yeah, I don't remember why, I just wanted to come over. So it, it's a strange, extra strenuous detail that like mm-hmm. feels like it's something, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, here's how I know that uh, the the Canadian team like fucked up by giving adam a teddy bear okay adam has no empathy whatsoever he does not give a shit about anyone's feelings yeah he bullies he bullies we skipped over a scene in the book where he bullies uh zaki in the in the hallway of, of their middle school by sticking a yeah. mouse in his in his um oh right. in his locker a live tiny scared mouse yeah no empathy for the mouse. Double torture. Yeah. And you know what? Stuffed animals are a way for children to practice empathy and self-care. Yeah. So. I see. I took it as a kind of like, oh, hey, Adam talks trash, but he's also a, mm-hmm. he's also a soft mm-hmm. boy inside. He, you know, at night, he also gets scared. There is none of that in the book. Giving him a teddy bear is sort of a jab at him being like, haha, he's secretly weak. Yeah. Like, it, it might it might read that way for sure. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't understand teddy bear culture, my friend. <laughs> That's what I'd say <laughs> to these people. <laughs> Yeah, so they su- they summon him. They summon him to they the... They summon the, Adam, and they're they like... They summon Adam. And he's like, I don't know why I'm here, but I'm here now. Mm-hmm. Adam, uh, once he's over his summoning sickness, uh, wheels up the stairs and starts, like, typing shit on the typewriter. Like, there is a monster, a pink blob monster in the downstairs. Mm-hmm. Waiting to and eat fresh meat. Waiting to eat fresh meat. And uh, they're like, oh no, the magic typewriter did it. But as readers, we're like, well... Adam didn't get zapped by magical blue lightning. Oh, see, you had already you had already realized that that the magic was inside Zach all along. Yeah, I didn't think I did not think that he had the magic inside him all along. I just assumed I saw everything else coming. The the uh, writing up a, a revenge tale, uh, it getting out of hand, the typewriter being lost. I saw all that coming, but I did not uh, did not actually uh, expect him to have the power inside him. I mean, if I'm a cursed wizard manufacturing reality-altering <laughs> antiques, uh-huh, uh-huh. I would have a two-factor authentication system, which clearly holds <laughs> up there. <laughs> well, the fact... So, yeah, we're, we're jumping to the kind of twist, but really, again, nothing much happens other than they just keep testing it. Yeah, they just test the thing out for a while. Um, you know, Dad does some tender yep. shit where he tries to, like, s- support his yep. son, who he knows is scared of the dark and stuff like that. Yep. Um, they, they go into the basement... Uh, after Adam writes the line about the monster being in the basement wanting fresh meat because Alex yep. is like, we're going to prove that this thing is is really doing this. 
uh, you, we're going to go in the basement. We're going to see the monster, and it's going to be proven that. Let's wait till can... we did the one that could kill us. Let's go yeah, do so that let's, one. Yeah, we'll, we'll prove right. it. We'll prove it with the uh, the absolute un, uh, certain death one. Is there a premium on, on typewriter ink here? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What if it's the ink that's cursed? It could be that. And then I got a million dollars. Right, like, right. There you go. <laughs> uh, also, the monster didn't have teeth, and I got a million dollars. And then, you're, then you're yeah. good. You know, type. Carmen yep. Electra comes flying through my window, and and she has a million dollars in her hand. I'm trying to think of a '90s babe. <laughs> yeah, right. And she says, "I will wait to marry you until you are legal age, so that this is not creepy." <laughs> no, Carmen, that's grooming. <laughs> uh, there's there's a part of this moment in in the show that I I loved the writing of this episode. In that, uh-huh. uh, I don't know, man. Some of these lines, I was curious if they were in the book. So, like, they investigate the blob. Adam is left, right? He, like, basically types, like, yeah. the blob's down in the basement waiting yep. to eat some fresh meat. Mm-hmm. See you, suckers. Yeah. I'm going back to my home across the city. Mm-hmm. And, and, and leaves oh. in the rain. Yep. And so, meanwhile, Alex and Zach go down to the basement to investigate. And in the show version, there's, like, this growling. The, the dad's already came back up from downstairs. Don't ask what he was doing. Probably J- J&O. And then... Mm-hmm. Probably J.O. at the punch wall. Probably, yeah, probably punching Wally J.O.'s. It's funny that you say J.O. because the way it's described in the book is they walk into the basement and all they hear is a rhythmic slap. slap See? Slap. See? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's the same. Yeah. Th- maybe it was the same visual. But in the show, it's a they look to the basement window and I guess like their dad's garbage gloves are like hanging from the window. That's what happens in the, mm-hmm. in the book is it's a, it's a, yeah. it's a white glove that I guess is part of dad's, uh, um, uh, Butler cosplay, his ask Jeeves cosplay. <laughs> yep. Yep. And he, and it's slapping in the wind for his, uh, ask Jeeves slash, uh, flow from progressive, uh, role play <laughs> that he does with this one. <laughs> That's what they're trying to do to save their marriage. And yeah, sexy brands are the only thing keeping them together. Yeah, and 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 they hear the voice going fresh meat, and I guess they're supposed to think that the gloves are the blob or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Adam pokes his head out in the window. He secretly oh, gone into the backyard mm. and was like, "Gotcha." Yeah, <laughs> I don't believe it. And I, and Zach has this burner line where oh, let's he hear it, goes, let's hear it. "Ah, you're pretty funny, Adam. You you should be on stage. You're really funny, Adam." He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Yeah, you should be on stage." Really, you think so? Yeah, the type of stage that leaves at noon. What? Oh, <laughs> that is the most. That is an incredible, incredible burn. If you live in 1880, yeah, it's like a stagecoach. <laughs> That's what that joke means, right? I had to. I yes. Okay, I what? wasn't sure for what? a weird old man bird. And then Alex turns and laughs and goes, "That was a good one, Zach." I was like, "No, it wasn't. It wasn't a good bird at all." <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, we get you're pretty funny, funny looking. In yeah, we in get the... that classic joke. So, which, oh, so they must yeah. have punched it up. They're like, we got to well, come up with a better one. Adam doesn't show up in our basement scene. It, the the unfortunate masturbation yeah. noise is the only scare that we need. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then and then they run out of the basement and uh, and the lights come yeah. on at the last second and they see this glove slapping and that's it. And and they're like, oh. The the typewriter must not be magic after all because Adam typed on it and it didn't come true. It must have been all coincidence. Yeah. Time wipe. So, <laughs> so so in the so in the show, Zach just cuts to the next day where he's just like, "Well, everything's fine. I'm mm-hmm. writing my news story. Mm-hmm. The the blob ate everyone in the video store." And he's talking to Alex on the phone about how like great the story is. And she's okay. Come over later. Does mom have him go to the store? 
Mom, dude, mom is not in the show. There's like wow. not a mom. There's a single dad at most, probably. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> mom, mom sends mom sends Zachy to the to the store to get uh, food, which he thinks I'm gonna get some pop tarts as well. Uh, yeah, there's that line that says, <laughs> "Sure, I love raw pop tarts." Okay, and referring to a pop tart as raw, everyone knows what he's talking I, about. Yeah, I, referring I, to I have pop-tart honestly done that. I have honestly called them raw pop tarts, so I'm on board. Have yeah. you? I've never, I've never heard them referred to. It as It was my raw main pop-tart. college snack, and I all the time would be a raw. Oh, me too, dude. A raw, ta- a raw tarty, a raw tart. Uh, I, I have, uh, I have road tarts every time I go. On, yes, on you do have road <laughs> tarts. I remember you talking about that. Yeah, road tarts are a must. It's like, it's like a... Lembus bread. It's just like you have a little, yep. little packed. Yep. So, so Alex is di- it's, he he goes to the grocery store in the book in the movie. Yeah, show it's just straight on. He writes a blob attack the video store, and then his dad goes, "Hey, you uh, want to go to the video store?" Oh my god! So he just writes it, and then it happens. He just writes it unrelated and then he just happens to go to the video store immediately and and then he's there and it's like people are just run it's the the one fun moment of the show mm-hmm. is like you could tell they were trying to do a little bit of an homage to the blob movies of what yes. i've always seen yes of just like mm-hmm. 20 people adults like just running and knocking each other over the video store they're mm-hmm. running from something off screen mm-hmm. and and zach's like whoa what's going on in here oh there's mm-hmm. a blob oh what a blob to happen <laughs> <laughs> In the book, in the book, he is bullied once more by Adam and his cohort cohort bullies, his yeah. his twin bullies. Adam and his package. Adam and his well. bully package show up <laughs> and give him one more solid bullying, which causes which causes uh, uh, Zachy to to fly off the handle, lose control of his of of his writerly abilities and writerly talents. Yep. Uh, when he goes yeah. home and he and he fires from the hip, doesn't even first draft, just, uh, <laughs> yeah. just fires off a final draft, uh, hits print, hit, you know, hits print screen, uh, and just and and it sends it out into the universe. And then that's when he goes into town again because he forgot the Italian. Wait, what bread. does he write? Does he write like Adam died? What does he? Yeah, we get yeah, there. We he get does. there. Yeah, huh. but like. But like this is where RL dips into like maybe selling writing to kids, being like, "Hey, if you have a bad day, sometimes like making something stream of conscious style can be very therapeutic." Yeah, and then eventually you can sell it for money. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> well, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, so Adam does show up at the video store. I mean, to gloss over that, he okay, he does have a posse. There's a cool kid holding a plastic skateboard mm-hmm. behind him, <laughs> and and they're definitely like, "Oh, hey, what's up, Zach? You're." You're you're too not brave enough to handle Gator People of Mars or whatever picks up like a VHS off the rack. Damn, and they're then, negging him on what he'll watch. Yeah, and it's just really it was like this is guy's your friend. I'm so confused by this. He's not a good friend. He's not a good friend. <laughs> and yeah. uh, maybe he he dies differently. But like, so as the blob attacks, Zach just kind of like wanders over to it, and it's like kind of a fun design you see a little bit of a mouth and teeth mm-hmm. and it's a little mm-hmm. uh aubrey too from little shop of horror it's not nearly uh-huh. as good I, yeah yeah i wouldn't okay. dare insult the puppeteering of little shop of horrors by comparing this to it but sure yeah uh and and adam just kind of like wanders over and goes yo what's that that's so fake is it like animatronics is it a balloon and then yeah. and he just leans into it and just gets eaten. Like the guy from from uh uh that alien movie, Prometheus, just leaning in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, leans into the face hugger, right. 
that's that's basically what happens to Adam is that Zaki is like run, uh, biking or running full tilt away from the store mm-hmm. after seeing the monster after two policemen after two policemen get... try to rescue him because he walk he rides in the town and the town's under attack similar situation as to what you said Chad where there's the blob scene is happening and the people are running and two cops are eaten <laughs> by the monster. Yeah, Paul- Paul, did you did you also notice the part where the cops couldn't have guns, so they're yes. beating the monster yeah, with I was nightsticks? Like, I, it was like the walkie-talkies in ET. I was like sitting there. I was like, "Come on, <laughs> just shoot the thing!" <laughs> so fucking stupid. It was so stupid. They yeah. beat on the blob. It eats both cops, and he goes, "Oh no, I remembered. I wrote that." Oh, that's so yep. fascinating. Okay, first off, I love that the cops getting by a blob. Great. Yeah. Uh, Wait, that kind of explains why the cops don't have guns because he he probably only had like media to tell him what cops had, oh and so he wrote the cops God, as having. Yes. He, wrote the, he wrote the first cut or the second cut of ET where the yes. cops just have walkie talkies. Yes, he wrote the walkie talkie line. <laughs> That's so interesting. That he does it because it's the uh, there's the exact same ADR line in in the TV show. By the way, half of Adam's lines seem like they were recorded by another kid. It's uh-huh. really weird. <laughs> I love when when that happens. And Doesn't it, match it, his voice or body happens, or mouth at yes, all. That happens all the time because the kid must have just been so bad that they were like, we're gonna yeah, just this. mumbled the lines or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh-huh. And and while <laughs> Adam is being eaten, and you see him go like. The way they sacrifice someone at a guar show, I don't know if that reference ever yes. makes sense to anyone. Yes. <laughs> is how Adam's being eaten by being fed to the puppet monster. Mm-hmm. And you just hear Zach's ADR line going, oh, oh, man, it's because of the typewriter. I wrote this. And, <laughs> yeah. and it was like, He's a, it was like that's so late for you to realize. It's, it's so deeper into the story. He has a moment where he's like walking toward the monster being like, I made you. And like hoping to have like kinship with that the was monster. Cool. That was cool when he was like becoming a god for a brief moment there. Yeah. And then like all parents, he lost control of his child and he... Well, actually what happens, it's even stupider than losing control of his child. He's running away from the blob and he's like oh no i wrote this and i wrote that he comes to my house and it's like zacky what are you doing man what made <laughs> again he's following the he's following the vonnegut rules properly but no not in this instance when you're when you're trying to get revenge and then he goes oh no i also wrote that i fall off my bike and he falls off his bike that <laughs> <laughs> part's great wait like ahead of time he wrote he I wrote fell that off my bike. yes but you could argue that it's the typewriter that's making him forget these things so that he can go through with it. Or is he trying to fulfill his own destiny? He's like, I, if I break from what I wrote, my power goes away. May- right. Like, the reason why he can go through all these things is because he wrote them going that way. Mm-hmm. And he goes th- through with them anyway and doesn't try to change fate because the typewriter makes him forget. We're giving so this too much that. credit, for sure. Yeah, I think, <laughs> for sure. I think Zach, he's just an idiot. Oh, that's that's way simpler. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so I know I know you have a different twist in the book than what the, the show had. Um, so I want to let you guys describe like the book. Yeah, yeah. So first. the same. Uh, Adam gets eaten in a similar way where he walks up to it. And he's like, "Oh, it's a balloon." And then he gets eaten. Right? Why yeah. would you think it's a balloon? Like, it's just like, why would you? Sorry. Well, uh, Adam goes. Oh, sorry. Uh, Adam dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zaki and Alex go back to. Zaki's house where he tries to finish the story mm-hmm. um, and, rever- and reverse the-, the three murders that he caused <laughs> yeah um, which I thought was which I thought was like great and dark that mm-hmm. he has three 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 lives on his, uh-huh. on his conscience Zaki kills three guys <laughs> Zaki kills three love a, love a goosebumps with a body count um, and uh, he goes back 
and he's like gearing up to write, but the the keys on the typewriter are jammed, which was oh. foreshadowed by his dad. Oh, he oiled, oiled up the. Yeah, he oiled them and he said, watch out, you got to take care of this thing because the keys, they'll jam on you if you don't. And he actually foreshadowed something. That's good. I will admit with this one, I think Arl did a good job of using all of his scenes, pretty much all of his scenes. Besides, again, the two people in the in the store, in the antique store, every character and scene does set up a, a purposeful thing later. And the and yeah. but also the pen which we brought up which was does nothing. It is just a. If he had had to write the ending, like the typewriter broke, but he wrote the ending by hand with a pen. He that tries. Dope. Yeah. He tries to do that. He tries Dad. to. Uh... This is this is the in Bruges of Goosebumps, book, <laughs> yeah. and it still sucks. <laughs> sure, I'm not even going to try to question or challenge that one. Sure, <laughs> accept it, Chad. Except it, Chad. But like, but like, they do the they do a similar thing where the where you think the pen is going to be a payoff, and then like it it's not actually a payoff, even though we have other like reflective paths later. Anyway, <laughs> the pen does nothing, and the uh, the monster eats the typewriter, mm-hmm. and uh, and then it eats the pen, and then it's and then it eats the pen, and it's about to eat Alex. But that's when uh, I guess this is when Zaki realizes he has powers because he remembers that when he came home with the typewriter for the first time that he saw it in his room glowing an electric blue similar to what, what happened to him when he first touched it. Yeah. And he and he says, yeah. wait, maybe I have the power within me. Maybe the writer was in me all along. Mm-hmm. And and he he thinks that he thinks the fucking thing to death. And uh He's like, I did it, and everyone lived happily ever after. He br- and he brings uh, Adam back to life, but not the two cops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does, and that's fucking awesome. <laughs> that made me like Zachy more than anything. <laughs> um, Paul, before we reveal the the mini God, epilogue, what is a fucking epilogue? Uh, yeah. Oh well, yeah. I mean, j- so yours, your yours has one too, right, Chad? Well, mine ends, I think, before the twist epilogue. Like mine has the exact okay. same mine as if i have ownership of this tv show episode <laughs> uh the tv show episode has the exact same thing the blob gets to the house surprise i know he wrote it so it's reality is bending the yeah. blob got there surprisingly fast for a blob monster uh-huh. and uh eats yeah. the typewriter there's no pen at all mm-hmm. zach has the exact same realization as they're cornered in the bedroom mm-hmm. that the blob's gonna eat them and uh <laughs> i think for their attempt at the blue flame effect they did this like tiny little blue electricity over Zach's hair that made him look like he's going Super Saiyan God. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, not nearly as cool rules. as you think, but that's what that's what it was doing. And then the blob just kind of shrinks down to nothing. And, was it kind and, of like the effect that we did in Spooky Squad with the glowing hands that like hand drawn? Yours looked way better. Okay. Yours right. looked Dang. way better. Dang. Was that uh, was that Nick or Sam? Sam, uh, Sam Hall did that for us, yeah. Nice. Shout awesome. out to Sam Hall. Oh, yeah. Sam uh, and, and then like the blob just becomes Adam. Like it just shifts back into Adam, and he's like, "Oh, I'm Wait, alive. Where am what? I?" What? What? Wait, what? So it just tra- oh, okay. like Adam was the blob it. the whole time. I mean, it, he doesn't even do the narrative thing of like I am a writer constrained together. It's literally just he closes his eyes, uh-huh. his hair yeah. goes Super Saiyan blue for a second, uh-huh. and then they watch yeah. without any lines as the blob just shifts into Adam. Okay, and Adam's like, and, and Zach's like, I have the power, and I was like, what power? And Zach's like, forget it. And then both kids go, you wouldn't understand. They laugh. Adam looks back kind of confused, and it just cuts to credits. That's Dun-dun-dun. the end of the episode. Wait, that's how it ends for yeah. you? Wow. Okay. So in your book, in your or your show that you wrote, uh, Adam... 
Zaki remains a god. That's cool. Yeah. Shad, we're going to tell you how the book ends. Uh-huh. But you have to understand, Paul and I are not coordinated enough to like tell you this and have it be a lie. Yeah. This is oh, actually I, what I happens. think I might have read this on the wiki, but please okay. hit me. Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> the the final reveal in the in the last chapter, uh after the words, they live happily ever after. And then having a chapter after that is a nice little bit of dark humor. I like mm-hmm. that. I chuckled. Mm-hmm. I, I breathed out of my nose a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, <laughs> we shift perspectives to two monsters uh-huh. <laughs> who are writing the story of Zaki. And one of the monsters complains that he didn't like the ending where where the monster died. It was too sad. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> That was his problem. Yeah, it was too sad that the monster died. And the other monster says, okay, I'll just have the monster eat the kids at the end. And that's... <laughs> yeah, and in the and in, that, and in that one monster's defense, he does offer a better note than Adam. He offers a change as well with it. So, despite yeah. the ending being annoying as shit, at least, it, at least the character's better in it. it RL loves that fake-out turn. Not even a fake-out. He just loves that gag of the monsters are the d- domesticated ones. Right, right. Whatever yeah. you're reading, mummy news or whatever the <laughs> I mean, episode is. I mean, Glasshouse is Chad. G- GDT loves that shit too. I know, I know. It's, there's <laughs> merit in it. No, but what's what's annoying about this ending is it implies that none of the kids were real. So there's not even like the horror of the fact that the kids are going to be eaten by the monster, right? Because yeah. the kids aren't yeah. real. Like it would be better if the if like somehow this were like. The blob. I don't even know. How, I I'm trying to offer. I'm trying to not be an atom here, and I'm trying to offer a note, a fix. <laughs> I don't. I I do. I do have an idea of how I. Would okay, let's this. hear yours because I don't think I can think one up right now. Okay, so get rid of get rid of the final chapter. Just throw it okay. out, burn it. Okay. Like we don't we don't we don't need that twist taking away literally all of the tension uh-huh, of the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what it had anyway. Um. So Zaki has been bullied throughout this entire story, and. His one defining trait is that he's a scaredy cat. He's not brave. He's got to he's got to end the book by growing and doing something brave. Mm-hmm. So, what I would have him do is when the when the monster eats the typewriter, mm-hmm. uh Zaki knows he's got to go in after the typewriter and finish the story inside the monster's belly. Oh hell yeah. Oh, he di- like he dives in after the typewriter like Agent K in, in Men in Black. Right, he goes into the belly he, of the he beast Pinocchio's. to finish the story. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so he he like dives in and like b- while being if I'm doing I mean if 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 I'm doing it, I'm doing it dark while being <laughs> devoured by the gnashing teeth and like grinding orifices. Sure, uh-huh. while he's bored to death, Kevin. Uh-huh. Let's just say it. While he's bored to death, he <laughs> while he's bored to the death, the ending is just, hot. <laughs> <laughs> Just writes the end, and then the then the monster disappears with him inside of it, and, he's, and he is taken with it. I, ooh, ooh, or yeah, if he, he if he writes the end, if that's all he can get out, mm-hmm. then that's how the book ends, and you don't know if that ended like the monster if it freed it, or if, if he if he went with it, or if he was freed. I love that. Or he got, yeah, or he got like he got misinterpreted. He got pooped out of the end of the monster, and that's the, <laughs> that's the dark. No, that would truly make it the end Bruges of. <laughs> <laughs> It, it's weird how either version of this, yeah, the, the, the blob, I almost want to defend GDT for a second in that. Okay. Well, like, just the, okay. the, this is why nitpicking at this, like, plot gag at the end of the, the monsters are writing a book mm-hmm. is yeah. 
I guess it's funny. I guess it's funny. Is I don't believe that there's a dimension where a monster wrote a book about human children that don't exist who write a story that create blob monsters. You know what I mean? Like, uh huh. The the perspective of the narrative is in a world where blob monsters that doesn't. I'm, well, yeah. it's in the perspective of a narrative where blob monsters exist. They exist, they write stories, and they have developed postmodernism, <laughs> where they write a story where they are the monsters. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. It's almost like, it's almost, not to reference Prometheus again, it's almost a a Ridley Scott blob is writing about the origins of, like, humans or something, uh-huh. and how humans, these ancient engineers, birthed the first blob <laughs> monster via a cursed tel- typewriter, and then the blob <laughs> ate the humans, and that's... I guess their origin myth. Like, you know, I'm trying to like think about the perspective of the I author. love that. I love that. <laughs> makes me real mad. That makes me real mad. I choose to believe that that's the reality of this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if any of that even made sense. I'll soften on the ending if there's more stories within the Blobiverse. Sure. Well, apparently, so like <laughs> I was reading up on the Wikipedia page and the Blob shows up in the movie. I forgot about it. But so. Does he? Yeah. So. Uh, Slappy releases the blob because he said, I'm saving this one for you, RL. And RL has <laughs> oh, yeah. Zacky's ability in the movie to uh, summon things with his writing. That is there any way the author of those those movies, the writers like made that a perfect choice? Or was just the blob a great cinematic visual of it devouring? I remember it takes away like the amusement park that they're all hiding in in the last mm-hmm. last part of that movie huh. i th- i think that this this book is the keystone it is the through line of all <laughs> goosebumps i think this is the armature with which the goosebumps universe resides upon oh this is the this is the snow globe uh that holds the universe together i i i like that i like the through line and it also does help explain the parallelism of this is kind of exactly what Jack Black's character and the the main boy in the movie take deal with. Is yes, we think the typewriter's magic. It's not the typewriter. It's Jack. It's Jack Black, Arl Stein. But that's not just him. It's also now you, boy. You can also write the story. Hmm. Uh. Yep. Yeah. Very similar. So I would say <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> six try it. Six try it. I give this one a six try it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, blobs blobs can be so scary, and like gelatinous cubes and D and D is like one of those terrifying monsters. I, I agree, a blob oh, is really sure. scary, and this is called the blob that ate everyone, and it only eats three people. So that only upsets three me. people. They yeah. could could have eaten more people. Yeah, definitely, definitely up the body count a little bit. Good start with like two cops mm-hmm. and, and an asshole. We were off to a real like... yeah, we were rollicking along at that point. <laughs> I feel like blobs are scary because they are like a swamp that hates you. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that it's like drowning in the swamp, but you know the swamp fucking hates mm-hmm. you. It's that it's that fear to me of a, a good blob monster is that fear of when you're a kid. How everyone always like, hey, if you if you jumped into a pool full of jello, would you be able to swim in it? Uh-huh. And I believe that you wouldn't. That you would just suffocate stuck in like frozen stasis inside jello. Have the MythBusters ever tested that? Because I feel like that's a prime myth. I feel like YouTubers have tested this. Uh, the the blob monster is like is like suffocating, but or drowning. Yeah. But also, mm-hmm. but also murder. Yeah. It's 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 a cool monster. They don't do much of now. I think right. Like I would love to see a new the blob. Sure, yeah, go for I it. I don't think I've seen a blob monster in a long time. 
Where was that in the? You remember when like Universal Studios was doing like the Dark Universe? We got, we got mm-hmm. Johnny Depp as our Invisible Man, and we're doing Bride of Frankenstein with Angelina Jolie. Where was there like? And we got Nick Nolte. He's gonna play the Blob. Yeah, when did the Blobs <laughs> make a comeback? What the hell? <laughs> the Blob should show up. Well, I mean, perverts have been working in the margins to make a uh, sexy blob a thing. That's, tr- that's true. Oh, you're right. The hardworking perverts of America <laughs> and Japan have been <laughs> in the lab developing slime girls to tempt people towards sexy blob. You're right. So, you're right. That's the pro- that's the problem. We we sexified it too much. We I know, we just need we just need Blob Twilight. That's all we need. <laughs> like, well, here's the thing. We're we're, we're approaching uh the sexification of, of vampires again with the new RE Resident Evil vampire lady. So uh, is, that, right, is, sure. is that going to neuter the the vampire story from here on out? Is that going to de-blob? Are we going to lose the blob? You know, like it's going to be like a blob <laughs> situation. Because the vampires are taking up, they're going to steal the attention to back away from blobs. No, no, no. They, they, the vampires are going to go the way of the blob because we've sexified the blobs, like Kevin is saying. The, the hardworking mm. perverts have made, have made blobs too sexy. So now the hardworking mm. perverts are making vampires too sexy. Like Twilight almost got us there, right? <laughs> huh, okay. Oh, I see. I see. So the key is to have something that is sexy but not too viscerally sexy. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh in 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 the outset. So yes. maybe like um I don't know, maybe like a hot golem is next or sure. like uh a, a a cockatrice or something like uh-huh. that. <laughs> I will. I will never fuck a cockatrice. I'll just say that much. That's never you gonna happen. You say that now, man. You say that <laughs> you say now. That now you never know. You never know. Uh, here's here's you how you do. Know. I think you slow build into sexiness for the blob, right? You do. You you start your blob monster off a little bit more like a little bit more like flubber. Right. You started out with more facial prosthetics, a la no, no, like no. a goin, like a goin. <laughs> <laughs> to the dwarf, so Paul's like, I don't want to fuck. That's got a fake nose on that blob. It's got a big old fake nose. That's just, that's not attractive. <laughs> Call or, me when or, the blob looks like Feely. <laughs> <laughs> this has been of a mess of an episode. I've had a blast. This, this has been a good. This has been a good goosebumps. I've enjoyed. I, I enjoyed this for for a six try out of a book. I thought. I think we got some good stuff out of this. <laughs> Yeah, I think for a six try out of a book, this was a seven try out of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, do we want to do we want to talk about all of our wonderful things we have to promote? Sure, Kevin, promote all of your stuff. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I hi, I'm Kevin. I'm new. <laughs> um, <laughs> If you're wondering why there's uh, 900% more sexy Lord of the Rings dwarves talk on on your Goosebumps podcast, I'm sorry. Uh, it's me. Uh, I, um, <laughs> it's me. It's me. Uh, I, I also have a podcast uh, that's not this one. Uh, it's called uh, Pretend Friends, and I do it with Paul. Uh, and we're currently on hiatus, uh, but it's it's a good podcast. Maybe you should listen to it. It's fun. Uh, we fun. we make we make pretend and we play a game I invented. If you somehow have not listened to the Goosebuds RPG episodes on this feed, please go listen to them. They're great. Yeah, precursor and a pretend friends. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that those are those are great little self-contained stories that I, I'm really proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, I I make games. I guess I'm a game maker. <laughs> I'd say I guess I because guess. I feel like I'm a podcast. They say I'm a game now. maker. I I dabble. They say I'm a game maker and I'm I'm inclined <laughs> to believe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so um i uh i made 12 video games last year 
Um, and you can play them at supertry.itch.io, uh, and they're a good time. They and are. if you play my games, you might want to hear my words, and that's at Twitter. I'm at Real Kevin Cole. And if you think all of those are good things, and you're gonna like, why does this guy live with his parents? Maybe pop over to the to my Patreon and check out GiveKevinMoney.com. <laughs> Still the greatest, it's a the greatest URL. URL for a Patreon. You can you can also give uh, money to uh, the Goosebuds Patreon, and that also goes to me now. So <laughs> yeah, it actually does. Uh, patreoncom slash Goosebuds gets you access to our cool Discord uh, bonus episodes, like Camp Goosebuds we do every month. Yeah, the cool and all the cool Discord. Sometimes you'll see random pictures that Chad accidentally pastes in sometimes there. Sometimes Chad just posts a non-context <laughs> picture that's meant for. A few people, and then everyone gets to see it. And everyone gets to see it. It's great. Uh, and then you and you get a little a little hint at what might be happening. Patreon.com slash Goosebuds. Uh, and also, we have, like you said, that extra episode, which uh, we just posted a recent one with... It was Kevin's first Camp Goosebuds, is what that uh, new extra episode is called. Uh, and we came, up yeah. with, we came up with some fun stuff on there, including our new camp motto, scared, mm-hmm. but always prepared. Yeah, we need we need to get the syntax completely. I right? think it is scared but prepared. Is the scared but prepared? I also like I am scared but prepared, but also we are scared is kind of a nice like yeah. Scare scarem prepareum was a scare scare. Oh, that's <laughs> right. We were gonna do a Latin version. That's right. We got a lot of uh, nice comments on it on uh, the Discord. People really liked it, which I thought was uh, it, it made my heart it it made my heart sing. It was very <laughs> nice. We have a very nice Discord. Um, by the way, our entire, nice like, just shout out to like. Our entire like active kind of community. Um, mm-hmm. I always want to use the term yeah. fan base. I feel like that's a weird term. Uh, yeah. Like our listener community. I God, have we talked about how like in the last couple of months people have just been posting like really heartfelt stuff on our Patreon and like yeah. sharing stories about the podcast and like I, I it really means a lot, guys. Like the fact yeah. that we could we can bring any sort of entertainment or distractions with our dumb discussion over sexy dwarves means a lot. <laughs> it really really does. Yeah, it's very, I mean, it's obviously, I think it's been talked about a little bit more now that, uh, you know, I think people are inside and a little more reliant on these types of um, this type of media to try and, you know, kind of fill the void of social socializing and such. Um, But as a creator, it's always nice to to hear these things, to read these things, because you make stuff. And you don't know how useful you are as a person. And then when someone says that you helped him get through like a battle depression, it always feels really good. Yeah. And we're, we've had even even wilder stories that were very incredibly touching. Yeah. If we just make one person's day a little better, I I like punch the sky with happiness. <laughs> Hearing like we got people out of some like deep shit mm-hmm. makes me feel really good. And I'm going to try not to get an inflated impression of myself. <laughs> we, we love you all. Thank you for listening to this show. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, if you want to email us, uh, we are overdue for a mailbag. Uh, we need to do very soon. But uh, you can email us at goosebuds at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to check yeah. out our merch, uh, goosebuds.store. Uh, we are going to – we're already working on some fresh new items. But if you want to check out the Woo-hoo. the tasty ones we have right now, uh, get, them while they're, get them while they're still there. Mm-hmm. And we got some cool new artwork coming for the oh, show. Oh, God. Too. The, new, the new album art is looking so sick, guys. I'm – yeah, I'm. Psyched. I'm really excited for that. <laughs> uh, anything else? I mean, like, Paul, what you want you want to share like what you, what you what you got? I got yeah, Paul. I got nothing going on. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> Paul, 
Paul, you you got what you always got going on. You got some some of the best episodes of Continue Show I've seen. I do. Yes, uh, I do think Continue is is we've we've really uh, taken to the to be to be an even more inside boys than we normally are. Some good episodes. <laughs> yeah, you really got the e girl thing down. Yeah, VTuber, VTuber, crazy. Uh, it's actually a lot of fun. I lo- I miss uh, doing it in person. I miss editing it the way we used to in person because it's always fun to edit ourselves into silly things and into the game and stuff yep. like that. I do miss that, but I do think it's taken on a bit of a a little bit more of a podcasty vibe uh, for these these mm. uh, online episodes, and it's kind of fun in a different way, and I I really like it. I I've been enjoying the intentional or unintentional running gag now of you reading um a very long video game code to josh or nick oh yeah and, yes. and their brain their brain just breaking it's been very good <laughs> yeah that is that's that was such a good gag mm-hmm. um <laughs> it's gonna be wild because you'll uh I, I think you're probably about to pass 50 episodes of of uh yeah we're probably at 40 now right like, i don't know it's, it's it's approaching a year i know that much i think we started because when we fit when the pandemic hit in, in march oh of last vtuber year, episodes 50 like, yeah vtuber yeah. yes yeah. yeah when the, when yeah. it hit last year in march we had a couple episodes in the can already it's probably in april you'll pass like the the 50 yeah mark. i'm taking a look right now it looks like the first one we did was ah the 13th of may so in mid May okay. we will we will we will have hit uh, a full year of online episodes. God, and I bet each of those video games shines like a star in your head, and you can remember <laughs> each one of. Them I remember I remember all of them precision. and all of the distinct things that we talked about during each episode. <laughs> I'm looking forward to celebrating our year uh, anniversary of a pandemic with you boys. Um, we. We're getting close to it. We're getting close to it. I'm a hey, uh, Chad. I would. I do want you to talk about what you're what you're doing too. Uh, but I do want to yeah, say Chad. when we're talking about the appreciativeness of the uh, of the of our of our listeners and our and our friends that are on the Discord, uh, I do want to say uh, I really am appreciative to have some good buds to talk about this stuff because these episodes do keep me sane as well. It gives me something to look forward to Likewise. on a regular mm. basis. Love, oh, for sure. Love you guys. Love you too. Love man. you guys. Love you too. All right, now uh, I'm done being a, I'm done being a tender dad, Chad. Tell him what you're talking about. I mean, I I don't know if I can share anything that's um not breaking an NDA right now. I'm working on some secret oh. stuff that'll hopefully see the light of day. You know, you mm-hmm, never know, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm, you you work mm-hmm. on it's this industry out here is like you work on something for over a year and you're like, maybe someone will see this. Uh huh. I hope I hope, yeah. I hope I hope so. Mm-hmm. Um, you were on late late night. You were on late. Oh night yeah, I should plug if you uh, had on the fish on the podcast. Yeah, thank you, Kevin. Um, friend of the podcast, uh, Layden Gray, mm-hmm. who was on a couple of recent episodes ago. Uh, mm-hmm. she had me over on her podcast, Layden Night, uh, with Brian Weck. Uh, who also I know is Ninja Brian from uh, mm-hmm. Ninja Sex mm-hmm. Party. Uh, a very, a very chill, chill podcast, and uh. Came up with a very good set of gags about dragons fucking cars. And, That's right. And Red Dragon that I'm like, I'm not often proud of my jokes, but that was one where I was like high five of myself. That was a pretty good one. Um, yeah, that was great. Uh, the, the, the do you see uh, lines are some of my most quoted uh, lines from a movie, I would say. I know, I know. I haven't even seen that movie and I just know do you see. Like, I just mm-hmm. know that scene. <laughs> Poor Philip Seymour Hoffman just glued to a chair having to look uh. at Look at a slideshow uh, <laughs> of, of of cars getting banged by dragon. <laughs> cars getting banged by dragon. Uh, that was very good. Um, yeah, really, just been doing um, yeah, secret projects, that sort of stuff. Uh, you know, 
um, I'm staying around. I'm on I'm online at Quantum Theory. If you want to check me out, on, on, I'm trying to get rid of social media too. I say that right. I'm like, come over to my Twitter, <laughs> and then I just get mad when I'm online. So yeah, I'm on Twitter too, but I don't use it. So <laughs> hey, even you if know- you even if you tweet those gifts at me, which are definitely going to be a part of this episode, uh, <laughs> I won't see them. Hey, here's 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 something you should go check out. My um my partner uh, girlfriend Heidi mm-hmm, Butler mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, did a very cute paper craft short. Uh, she put up a couple days ago called teddy i retweeted it uh you can find her on twitter at this is heidi b i haven't seen it send it's, me it's, that uh, it was something she, we were just gonna we were gonna do as a horror short with an actual like camera and set and uh-huh. props and everything and you know the pandemic hit and heidi had the great idea to do it kind of as a paper craft animation style uh and it's it's very cute i love the style i watched through well, it thanks, a couple times and i thought thanks it was awesome. kevin yeah it's just it's a first of first of many and uh please go give it a shot because it's it's cute and a little spooky and a little spooky as it should be that's Just a I little got. spooky. Hmm. Well, I think it's time to put out the fire. Uh, we'll be back with some more buds and spooks and six triads soon. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Kevin, why don't you lead us in? Oh, man. Um, okay. Hi, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening <laughs> to Goosebuds. Uh, we're going we're gonna to read uh, some, some names uh, from the book of names. You're doing a great job, Kevin. You're doing a great job. <laughs> thanks, thanks, guys. I'm, I'm really, ooh, this book is radiating some energy that's making me nervous. So. <laughs> yeah, you're going to want to read the name as quickly as possible and let go of it before your soul gets sucked into it. Yeah, it's like hot potato. Pass it over very quickly. Oh, I, all right, all right. Uh, I, I guess we'll get to it. Um, our, our, our first name is uh, uh, St- Stephen Jive Turkey Kuabara. Oh, okay. Or Stephen Jive Turkey It's Stephen Jive Turkey Kuabara. Sorry. I fucked it up. I fucked it up, guys. Just <laughs> <laughs> keep all of Our this first up. name is Stephen Jive Turkey Kuabara. You nailed it. First try. Yeah, first try. <laughs> Fuck. Who's next? I forget. Shit. Oh, who, I'm, he's still holding the book. He's going to die. Uh-uh. Paul, you're next. Paul, you're next. He's passing the book to you. Oh, sorry. I was looking at my phone. I'm sorry. Hollis Horn B. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right. Go great. Cameron Murphy Audio. David Cron. Mickey C. Clayton C. Buddy Morrill. Alcade. Mel Dipson. Jim Greaves. Michael McDowell. Josh Robertson. Nathan Dolezal. Mike Lanteri. Danky McStanky. <laughs> Zang Keith. Aaron T. Strunk. Dango Twists. Victor. Half Shade. Stealth Bates. Brian Wells. Centicles. Joseph Miranda. Scott Colopy. Robert Moon. Becca McWilliams. John Keedy. Third Sergio. <laughs> damn. Damn, that's a fast pass. It's one word. Patrick Reynolds. Jennifer Britton. Clay Castle. Miguel Pardo. Christina Doling. Jason Crooker. Calf. Sneggy. Reinfected. Maddie. Gregory D. Warren. <coughs> I'm sorry. <coughs> <laughs> the book of names is the, weakening him. We got to hurry. <laughs> the, the book <laughs> takes another. Alan Saylor, pass, pass it on. Pass it. Sam Hash. Cody Redfield. Jonas Blatterman. Low belly, hate me. Aiden Alexander Diaz. Matthew X, gone mark the spot to you. Oh, a little pirate map there. Ishak Arafin. Joshua Jacobwitz. Justin Wagman. Chosen one. Ooh. Levithan. 
Levithin. <laughs> My favorite Levithin bread. Levithin. Unlevithined bread. Levithin. It's, it's not, guys, it's not Leviathan. It is not, no it's not. It's not. It's not. I think we've been calling him them Leviathan the whole time. <laughs> calling him Crab Apple the whole time. Rich Hillborn. Bradford Coulter. Jar Jar stinks. <laughs> oh, no. no. Jar Jar slinks. Oh, shit. Jar Jar slinks. Okay, Kevin's, now it's cool. Kevin's personal opinion about Jar Jar just came out there. Jar Jar got slinked. I kind of like Jar Jar. Jar Jar's okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Yoda segment. Cardboard walk. The John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation. You nailed it. Maloyster. Brock Graham. Carl. How did this work out perfectly? Hey, Paul, pause for a second. I got to get something off my chest. I think I love broccoli. Wow. Good for you. I hope you have the courage to say that to broccoli's face. (laughs) That's good. That's a a great realization to have. Tell broccoli how you feel. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. Can you eat it raw? Do you really love it? (laughs) (laughs) It's good for you. Up in champ. Joe Gorman. Paul Grasso. Trans rights. Fuck yeah. Taylor Dierks. Joe, remember to save early and often. Scott. Real talk, Joe. This week, I told my girlfriend to save early and often, and I even added Scott at the end of it. So you're welcome. (laughs) It's surprising how many of these names are burned into our brains right now. Uh These names get lodged in our brains. (laughs) (laughs) Just like Elusive Koala. Blake Alvarez. Alicia Grafe. Trent Davis. Trendy Moron. Brooke X. Corey Shelley. Jesus Christ. (laughs) It's always good. Christian Vanskeever. Yanni Markovina. Jeremy Lowe. Space Tiger. Connor Church. Uh, Vincent Modica. Luke Canoodles. Heath Robinson. Joe. Zach Connor. Hugh Bolin. Zambambino. Brian Hobgood. Patreon underscore donator, comma, yo. Yep. Hey, Patreon underscore donator, you want these called out, right? You want these <laughs> grammatical. Oh, absolutely. Okay. If you write it as one word, you got to say it fast. If there's an underscore, we're going to read it. It's it's canon. It's the law. It is law. It is book. <laughs> Joe. Uh, single quote quotation spooky digital ghost single quote quotation tyranny. God damn it, what have we started? Jordan Lockwood. Valhalla Black. Foolish for Deborah. See, Kevin does not challenge himself to say it as in one breathless attack upon the name. <laughs> <laughs> Foolish for Deborah. Tom Whitham. Kevin Hamilton. Andrew, oh man, what are we going to do with all these ding-dongs in America, Jadzak? We're going to eat them. Ding-dongs are delicious. Are we the ding-dongs? Ooh, I love ding Are we the ding-dongs? <laughs> <laughs> Lord Cornwallis. <laughs> John the Howling Eye Duda. Love that Paranoia Shop reference, man. It's very nice of you. <laughs> Nathan Remick. Divaldi. Elizabeth Steenweg. Cardamom Birkin Bino had to center myself in order to say that right. <laughs> Andrew Evans. Nicholas Johnson. I get this one. Oh, oh my god. This name lives rent free in my head. I so say it all the time in real life. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Daddy's happy apple boy. Oh, you did it. You did it a great honor, Kevin. <laughs> you can't say that name without a smile. Eric. England. Or England. Reed Steubendick. Joey Evans. Stupid, sexy Spencer Flanders. People named Chad aren't actually like what you assume, so... <laughs> I want to know what that means. I do, too. It's There's a lot of ways to interpret that. What does it mean? Goon Cahoots. 
K.Y. Scamji. Carly Cernowski. Dylan McCann. Buff Cat. Sean Minogue. Swaggy Yolo Squire. Oh, yeah. That's another one of those rent free. Cameron Hansen. Used to say audio, I think. Yeah. That's Cameron. You're thinking of Cameron Murphy audio. Oh, oh I'm sorry. We got a lot of good Camerons, the on, Camerons this, on this yeah, book of names. The, the Camerons are lumping together. Sorry, Camerons. Love a Cameron. Best character in Ferris Bueller. Cameron shall inherit the earth. Yeah. Mm hmm. The, the, the purest character from Fer Ferris Bueller, so you're you're in good company. The best character. Yeah. Wiggle it! SNES dash Chalmers. He gets SNES! I, I was wondering what he was gonna do. He oh, said SNES. SNES I'd say SNES or SNES or SNES or Super Nintendo. There's That's okay. That's know. okay. Generally depressing is how I feel about how Kevin says SNES. SNES. <laughs> SNES. Glenn. Chip Handsome. Matt McClellan. Etonamore. J.R. Chip. John Pigeon Hat Barber. Yeah, yeah. Ben Bohan. Alex Moon, the robot dog. R.L. Slink. Stinklitch. Dan. Chris Pittman is a bone wizard. What? Sarah Kemp. Tanya Turtle. Boss Garretson. Bad Vibes Jr. Brett. Jonas Evan Voldson. Calamity Carl. Egg Baby. Germ Juice. Chili Dish Gambino. Nick Johnson. Juan Jalapena. Stephen Day. Caitlin Franklin. Dylan Eads. Keith Halcrow. Dakota Campion. Chris, every step I take, every move I make, every single day, every time I'll pray, I'll be missing you, Dom. Nelson. Oh, beautiful. It's very truth. beautiful. I beautiful. couldn't sing it because I don't want to get copyright stripped right. by P. Diddy or Sting. Yeah. But <laughs> P. Diddy would have been the first on the, on the oh, show. Oh, you, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But a beautiful tribute, tribute nonetheless. Mm -hmm. Timothy Misodolakis. Yes. Natas. We see you, Satan. <laughs> we see you, Satan. We see you, backwards Satan. Clay McCarty. Adam, you goofed. Sadie Kitson. Jeremy Bowser. That's exactly how Bowser sounds. <laughs> Thank that's, you. That's powerful. <laughs> Matthew Stevens. Parker Lee. Muscles Bear. Ryan Carroll. Megan McCormick Mason. Ham underscore boat. Ninja Breadman. Hoodlemon. Carter Glass. One time love and it was a blast. <laughs> Soon found out. Had a Carter Glass. <laughs> <laughs> Raymond Hernandez. Flamily. Matthew Sutton. Got little old moi pretty freak. You're getting some hot ones, dude. I on know. First I know. Go. It's great. Wow. <laughs> Wade Norcross. What do you mean you got hot ones? I got Patrick Murphy over here. <laughs> Patrick Murphy audio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the underscore venomous underscore viper. Russell Gore. Kelsey Kinnaman. Peanutburg. The Crow Fence. Oh, by the way, Peanutburg, congratulations on your baby. Oh, congrats. Baby Peanutburg. Baby Nut. <laughs> Jimmy Soul. Russell Kastberg. Xavier Jimenez. Dr. Chocula. Brendan Arafin. Liam Neeson's Dell. Jeffrey Owen Cahey. Elliot Thompson III. Comfy System. Sunset Streak. Meet Virginia. I thought about that one today. In my oh, head. I like that. Kelly the Barbarian. Jordan Slamsey. Michael Mello. Chris Putrekus. Zach Weir. Tamjid Muneer. Cod Salmon. A Milky Nug. George Michael, parentheses wham, close parentheses. <laughs> thank, thank you for clarifying. <laughs> Michael Kupka. I, I assumed the cupcake was not finished in, the, in writing. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Cupcake. You guys are making me really hungry. Good cupcakes aren't finished, only abandoned. <laughs> 
wow. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just stunned. <laughs> Julian Lamendia. Adam Muth or Adam Muth. Who knows? Dungeon Kappa knows. <laughs> MC Hamster. The Shrekonomicon. Tobias Clark. Ashley Northup. Mike Spaghetti Jones. <laughs> Robert Allen Cook the third Redemption Dylan Napier Nicole Watkins Matthew Higgins Leanna Orenko Angelo Santone Chris The Davy Boy Kennyum Zoranath I think is what I've been landed on Zoranath Yeah that's like a cool Ooh. wizard name Yeah Scalafella This this is cool 69 Polly Shore <laughs> 311 <laughs> I keep saying it's too dangerous of a combination. You gotta be careful. That, is, short that is riding some legality lines there. <laughs> Guys, as Eric Andre always said, remember, always remember 311. Hey, new people to the Book of Names. Welcome to the Book oh, of Names. Oh yeah, welcome new people. Wagmar Wigmer. I can't wait to say that name a bunch. <laughs> Dakota Kemp and good luck, Paul. XX underscore Epic Gamer 42069 underscore XX Smith. <laughs> Oh, dude, can you, like, totally carry me in League of Legends, please? Please help me. <laughs> what about welcome new Patreon, Kieran McNamara. Welcome new Patreon patron, Diet Soda. Welcome new Patreon patron, Quigley Jones. <laughs> welcome new Patreon patron, Jeffrey Klein. Welcome new Patreon patron, Ross Short. And finally, welcome the last name to enter the book of names. For now, Michael Kokinos. Welcome all of you, and thank you all again for your wonderful support and love. I hope you feel the life force that you sucked out of us during this reading. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for booking. Thank you for booking. Thank you for being a name. <laughs> <laughs> all right, book Go. it. Book it. Book it. Scatter. Scatter. Flypaper. The work of the people. Owned by the people. Supported by the people. Visit flypaper.fm.